When you understand your numbers, then the business strategy, messaging, branding, and visibility that you need to grow your business fall into place. Welcome to the Bizology Soundbites podcast, directing you to your business treasure map through the power of numerology. Here is your host, Joe Soli. Welcome to episode number 21 of the Bizology Soundbites podcast. There is a supreme destiny over our lives. I regularly share how numerology has helped me align and move forward in my business and life. I often speak about the fact that there's a supreme destiny over our life and that numerology shows us divine timing as things happen in perfect time-space sequence. However, I don't actually share how this has been the case in my life. So today I will. I'm working with numeric energies that with it comes a bit of like a monkey on my back. So I know I'm here to pay back a few taxes. The story I'm going to share with you today shows this and it helps me understand why it happened. So I'd like to share a poignant part of my life, which at the time felt surreal, yet real, crazy, yet calm, and blurred, yet focused. I'm sharing this in the hope that it will inspire others that things do happen for a reason, and what's for you won't pass by you. Faith stands for, for allowing in the house, F-A-I-T-H. I'd like to take you back to July 2005. I was working for a large tour operator as a financial trading controller in the busy resort of Sharm el-Sheikh in Egypt. And after a busy few months since arriving in the resort in April, I was taking a flight back to the UK to attend a wedding uh, and a funeral and my grandmother's 86th birthday. In those days, resort staff could take one of their jump seats on the aircraft. So that's the fold down seat opposite the first um, row of seats. You can't do that nowadays. However, the plane had gone technical with onboard issues, which meant the crew had gone out of hours. So the plane was delayed and I returned to my resort. The other members of the management team were in the resort of Haggadah at a conference, and this was about one and a half hours away on a ferry. So I had um, a nice meal with a few of my team members, and I settled down for the evening, and I planned to go back to the airport the next day to try my luck on another plane. I hadn't had a day off since arriving in the resort, as in 2005, Egypt was a high-profile, really busy resort. It had five gateways, seven airport days, 1,700 arrivals a week, and we had 88 hotels in Sham. so I was looking forward to a break. Working overseas in Arabic countries can be a challenge, and even in these times, can be a challenge as a woman. This is where I honed my iron fist in a velvet glove approach. (laughs) I'd worked in Turkey for four years, Morocco for a season, Tunisia and Amman. And once you work in countries like this, you develop 
a certain skill set so you're likely to return to them as the tour operators know that you can kind of manage um you know just the different cultures and things so the egyptian agent the the staff with the egyptian agent had a habit of ringing me all hours of the night asking um very simple questions that could wait it to the next day so i remember thinking well technically I'm off, so I'm going to charge my phone in the lounge of my apartment so I wasn't disturbed. So my phone rang a few times and about 1am it eventually woke me up. And I saw I had a few missed calls from one of the office admins and they, in the text it said, have you heard? So I tried to call her back, but the phone lines were down. I do remember looking outside thinking maybe something nuclear had happened because it all looked a bit um, like cloudy. So a few minutes later, I received a phone call from the resort manager and he explained that there'd been a series of bomb attacks on Shamal Sheikh and one of our hotels had been targeted. So I was the only manager left in resort because the others were in Hagada, so I was required to go to the resort office, contact the UK duty office and open an instant control room. So as I walked into the office early that morning, I remember thinking it all felt surreal. All I knew at this stage was that six bombs had gone off, one targeting our hotel, the Kazala Gardens, and a suicide bomber had driven his car through the glass reception doors into the lobby and bar and detonated a bomb, killing himself and other hotel guests. And walking from my apartment down to the office, I remember bright lights, emergency vehicles, broken glass but feeling very focused and calm with a huge sense of purpose to make sure everybody was okay so this is probably the fight aspect of flight or fight we are here because we choose to be so there was 1117 people staying in the resort of Shamal Sheikh that evening and it was my job to ensure everybody was safe so we called the reps into the office printed out the packs and resort sheet by hotel and sent the reps to the hotels to find our guests so I remember pairing the reps up and I asked the reps to make sure that they saw everybody and mark them off the list not just taking reception's word that they'd seen Mr Smith from room 104 at 10 o'clock that evening because by this time it was like half one two half two in the morning but physically knocking on the doors and making sure everyone was there so everybody was assigned a role some of the resort staff were sent to the morgue some to the hospital and some to assist at the hotel and some to the coaches because we had transfers. So with the office team and reps, the focus was to keep the UK team updated on developments via conference calls and the press informed, well, to a point, 
and to make a call on how many rescue flights were needed to send everyone home and to ensure all families in resort were safe and had their needs met, including food, shelter and temporary passports if required. So through teamwork and diligence and duty of care, in the next few hours, the 1,117 people in resort we accounted for them one by one, became 26 missing. So I had like a missing people's list, which eventually went down to nine. And this unfortunately was the numbers of fatality. So this was a massive day for me, a big event. And, you know, there's a lot more to it during and the aftermath. And, you know, it it was horrific that so many people lost their lives so why am I telling you this okay what what's the link to numerology so we're here to learn okay we have lessons in life and our numbers show us what our lessons are and you're only given what you can handle so I'm a life path one a 19, 10, 1 to be exact. And one life path is about leadership. It's about innovation. It's about having a unique approach to situations. One are quite good in crises. They can be adaptable. Well, they are adaptable. They're very independent. They initiate things. And this 19, 10, 1 like I said, is the payer of taxes and it has a little bit of a monkey on its back. So some of the things that I'm going to be asked to do in my lifetime will be of a certain magnitude. Not like that all the time, but that explains why certain things happen. At the time as well, I was in a personal year six and a personal year six is about responsibility it's about looking after people it's about relationships it's about helping people it's about community you know there was so many threads of if you've heard me speak before you know I don't have much six energy in my chart I'm 48 never married no children um my business is my baby really and that year Every number or every year gives you a chance to be another number. So that year, I was really, really called to be all things six. You know, sixes are the only number who really understand how people feel. So in a personal year six, the focus and and the year is centered on relationships and love and healing and um, family you know, even if it's not your family, kind of connection to other people. And there is a sense of responsibility and duty and obligation to other people. So that's, you know, I was in a personal year six. On that day, I suppose there's a deeper message here, because on that day, I saw something in the human race that I had never seen before. The way we pulled together in a crisis, the, f- the resort team didn't want to leave the office because they wanted to support each other. There's lots of directors and managers that came from other countries to help us. 
the Egyptian community, you know, were sending their love to us. The UK HR team called our parents very, very early, like half five in the morning before they woke up and before they switched on the news so they could say that we're safe. There was a real sense of teamwork, which is also this six-year energy and camaraderie. And this can also get lost in the day-to-day of our lives. We can sweat the small stuff. And when something massive like this happens, it puts into perspective what's going on. And you know, that day, many people did lose their lives. God has a plan for each and every one of us. And I remember the song lyrics, Only the Good Die Young. And I tried to apply this at the time because some of the people who lost their lives were in their teens. And for me, it's the realisation that the specific areas that were targeted were in locations that the week before I was in, I had dinner at a certain hotel. I was in a certain bar. And a week on... Who knew what would happen? And it wasn't my time because God had a bigger plan for me. And this incident was part of my purpose. It was part of my job sheet from heaven. And through the work I do with numerology, I can see this was my path. This was part of the bigger plan. Also in relation to the personal year I'm in and the energy of the day. Um, it was the 23rd of July, big things have happened to me, not just in that year, but um, on on other years on that day. So what happens, we start to create patterns on certain days. The universe has big plans and there's no mistakes. I felt a real inner calm that day and I performed in a way that I didn't know I had within me. And that would, I probably couldn't have tied my shoelaces, but I could have. I could deal with things like this because there was this Aries energy, this life path energy. I was where I was meant to be that day of this event because there was lots of people that weren't there. You know, I there's lots of people who were involved helping other others it wasn't just me but I did help others and I experienced what I did to learn my inner strength that day in the face of adversity you know and and I hope this podcast has enabled me to tell my story and inspire others so I think sometimes it's important to look back at those big events that have happened which at the time you might not be able to make sense of why they happened but there's always a gift within that lesson because you know we are we are here to learn and my numbers my 1910 show my gifts and my lessons of leadership and of innovation and you know, initiating um, situations. So thank you for listening. I felt it was important to share today that there is a supreme destiny over our lives. Thank you for listening to the Bizology Soundbites podcast, where knowing your numbers increases your numbers. If you have enjoyed listening, please do let me know by leaving a review. And don't forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. 
You can also download my free guide, Discover Your Life Path Number, at josoli.com. And I would love you to follow me on my social platforms at Bizology. Thank you for listening and until the next episode.